Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to Who's Number One, the show, episode number 11. Sorry about the uh, delay, I had a little technical difficulties here. With me, as always, Chase Smith, the muskrat with no mustache over here. In the back, Ryan Smith, uh, queuing up clips. Our producer, Caleb, in the back, been dealing with all the stress with us here. Coming to live from the mean streets of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, Ricardo Amandolia, the people's commentator, and from California, founder uh, of Show Your Roll. One of the biggest brands in the in the game, Bear Kituga. Uh, all right, guys, how's it going? How's everybody doing? Who's got the muscle car in the background there? Yeah, it's great to be back, man. It's the eleventh episode, one week out from Europeans, and a crazy time out there in the jiu-jitsu world. Very happy to have Bear on the show. Bear, how's it going, man? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Sorry, my audio is a little in and out, but I'm excited to go through the European brackets and talk about who's supposed to win and who hopes to win. <laughs> Bear, first off, we have this event coming up. We've all uh, talked about it a lot with like Marigali versus Victor and Keenan versus Roberto. Uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts a little bit on those matches, uh, how you think those will play out. Who are we talking? Who are we talking? Who are we? Let, let, let's be honest. Let's all be honest with each other. What are we, try, what are we talking about? Which match? Ricardo, tell me how oh, you really shit. feel. Don't lie. <laughs> Ricardo, no lying today. No lying allowed. I never lie. Don't be Canadian lie. just for today. You can pick a side. You can pick a side. Are you Autos? Are you Checkmat? Are you Gracie Baja? Bears coming back every week. I am team Novoniao for life. No. Man, which match are we talking about there? Marigali, Victor Hugo. In the gi. In the gi, yeah. Marigali. I think it's I think Marigali has the edge. No gi. Victor Hugo. I don't know. I think I think I leaning a little bit towards Marigali on that one. Bear, what do you think about that matchup? Marigali versus Victor Hugo. It's in the gi or no gi? It's in the gi, yeah. Marigali doesn't do no gi. This is a, this is a gi fight. But, I mean, it's, this is an intriguing one. You, you got Victor, brown belt, double gold, brown belt, gold, double gold world champ last year. He's a big dude. He's got a size advantage on Nicholas. He's beat a lot of good people over the years. He's coming off a big win, no gi over Cyborg. But, I mean, Nicholas is Nicholas. But I think it's a pretty intriguing bro, matchup. Bro, come on. Stop. Stop, Mike. Stop. You're talking about Mergali, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you could be triple gold anything, you know? But at black belt, you got to be proven. Yep, yep. And, fuck. Sorry, sorry if I cussed him. No, cussing's all good, proven, dude. man. Like, yeah. He's, like, he's beat everybody at the highest level. So you got to go with Mergali for him versus Hugo. You know, we can all hope and dream that Hugo's going to win. But, like, if we were to play the odds, Margali's a favorite, man. He's a favorite. I'm not taking anything away from Hugo, but, like, the kid's a beast. And he's been a beast since he's probably jumped on the mat and won double gold and everything since he's, like, yellow belt or something. I don't even know when he started jiu-jitsu. But, like, the reality is when Margali gets that cross-collar grip, and starts lacing you up in that Dele Eva, gets that deep hook. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough time unless you're Bushesha. 
the absolute king. Sorry for the bias. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mirigali with that, that left-handed cross-collar grip, yeah, he's a big problem. Uh, and then you got Keenan versus Roberto, sort of another matchup. You got a, a young guy uh, against Keenan, much more established than him, but I mean, Roberto's beat a lot of people he wasn't supposed to beat before in his career. Obviously, Keenan's the big favorite there. But all right, we got. Let's get through to the Euro stuff first off. We got who's number one in the event. We're just talking about flowgrapplingtix.com. If you want to go on Costa Mesa, of course, it'll be streamed on here. Uh, bunch of good fight to wins coming up. 135. Victor Hugo Nogi versus Nicky Rod. 136 is sort of crazy. Gabby Pisania versus Gabby Garcia in Los Angeles. That's on the 24th and the 18th, I believe. Just King coming. Kasai, February 1st. We'll get into that more later. Kids Pan's coming. Rankings wise, we got team rankings dropped today. Tomorrow we got different rankings that are sort of grappling rankings with gi and no gi combined. Uh, so, but let's get on to Euros. I'm gonna kick it around real quick. Chase, what do you think the big story is at Euros? Man, well, I have to say my my hopes and dreams were crushed a little bit when Mikey switched divisions. I was really hoping to see the rematch with Bruno Malfasini and Mikey there at lightweight. But as we mentioned uh, a couple podcasts ago. Mikey is making Light Feather great again by breaking up potentially yep. the Cicero Costa monopoly there as they have four really, really elite guys. Plus Mikey Hold and a on. bunch of Hold on a sec. Uh-oh. When is the last day that they can change divisions? Oh, it's over. He's stuck at Light Feather. There's no going back now. It was locked Are you sure Coyotera's not make Are you sure Coyotera's not making phone calls right now trying to like keep <laughs> back to play games? Come on, son. You know that's happening. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we know how Calterra does it with uh, the manipulating the seeding and everything, with knowing what the seeds are. This is what I think happened there. Mikey, by moving up, made it so Bruno's going to fight Talison in the quarterfinals, most likely. I think Mikey moved up to make those two guys fight each other, make his two competition, and I think we'll see him maybe drop back down later on. I like smart. that. It's smart. Yeah, but Bear, you, Bear, what I mean, do you make of the uh, the situation here with uh, Rooster Weight and Light Feather? Didn't some of you guys pick who picked Allison to win Rooster Weight? You have to, you have to, you have to say yes now or forever hold your peace. I, I mean, in my article I, I put out the other day, I picked Bruno to win it, but I mean, I, I didn't think Levi was going to beat Lepre last year. You never know with these with these young guys, you know. Kinda came in and smoked everybody last year as a first year black belt, but. I think Talison matches up better maybe with Bruno than he would with Mikey because I feel like Mikey is like a better version of Talison sort of. At least with Bruno, he's going to go against a different type of style that he could try to work as I think Bruno will come on top. Bruno will take the advantage and come on top. And uh, But, yeah, what do you think about that division? What do you think about that whole situation, Bear? No, man, Bruno is going to be – you kidding me? Bruno's gonna kill. Like, dude, he's gonna come kill. On. Like, how can we even have this discussion? Like, really? Like, honestly? Like, he lost to Mikey's in the finals at Worlds. Yeah, he's yeah. Fu- Sorry, he's you pissed can swear. off. It's all good. <laughs> he, <laughs> Let him rip. He's Let gonna rip kill at Europeans. He's yeah. gonna make a point. I wouldn't like, like, trust me. I think Talison's the next. I think Talison's the next be- biggest thing in Roosterweight after Mikey retires from Roosterweight. Or after Bruno and Kyle don't fight at Worlds. If you're fighting Bruno, you're fighting Kyle or Mikey. I'm sorry, but like, those are the three that are automatic going to win the Rooster if they're fighting in the Rooster. And until you can prove better, I think Bruno's going to murder everybody. Like, murder. Like, bad. Man, well, that that is an interesting take, and I I have to agree with you because Bruno told me in an interview that just went out today he's going for the Grand Slam. Bruno is not focusing on MMA anymore; he's doing only jujitsu this year, and he's chasing all the major titles. So he's coming for it. He's going hard. Right. So you calling Bruno to murder Tellison as well? That is not what I said. <laughs> you just said I have to agree. With you. <laughs> I agree with the message, maybe not the wording. I, I said Bruno's going to murder everybody in there. I think Bruno. I think Bruno, Bruno takes it. It's a safe call, but. The dude's to match everyone's dying to see. I would not want to fight Bruno right now, to be honest. You know Bruno's coming, coming well, that's back Mikey, fired up. Because Mikey's the truth. You know, Bru- you know Bruno's coming back fired up after how things ended last year. You know he didn't want to go out on that uh, on that note with Worlds, going, losing in the in the semis and then getting all the you know people talking bad about him afterwards for the handshake thing. <laughs> I think we're going to be a, see a really motivated Bruno this year. I think he's got to be the heavy favorite. But like I said, I mean, last year, like at Levi wins Euros. Wins pans, Kynan and, and, and Mateus Gabriel win. Uh, 
Worlds, and then you can't count out these first-year guys. And Taliesin, out of anybody, he has that pedigree out of anybody coming out of the color belts. But we'll see. I mean, Bruno Moffasini's a 10-time world champion. It's crazy. But, Bear, Mikey's your guy. Mikey's one of your show-your-old guys. But you've known him a long time. What do you think was the whole situation with him going down to Rooster, back to Light Feather? What do you think's going on there? You think it's a weight-cut thing? You think he just... Mind ki- games. think it's mind games, Ricardo? Mental warfare. Yeah. Mental warfare. Planting seeds for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. Okay, Ricardo, I'll kick it to you now. Chase said rooster weight. What do you think of the story? I, I, I think don't know, man. Like, it's, it's hard to even, like, think. It, it's hard to even think, like, like, literally, like, Mikey. Like, we can all, like, try and, like, think we can think like Mikey. But, like, the kid's special, man. Like, you see these divisional talents, like, once every 10 years. And, like, so I, I, I would like to say I would know why he's going to Rooster. I know why he's going to Light Feather. I think literally he just wants to smash everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whoever's in Rooster, whoever's in Light Feather, whether it be, you know, Kyle not competing or Bruno or his coach. Like, the kid's just special, man. Like, I, like, I, think, he, I think he'll fight Bruno when he needs to fight Bruno. But I just think he's, like... As much as I love Talison's game and style, I just don't think he's like he has good op- good potential. But I don't think he's at the level that where Mikey's at, coming up, passing, being like as dynamic as Mikey. Mikey can pass. Mikey can do that crazy burn bolo upside down. Like, and he, I just I just don't think like um I think like going back to Ricardo, I think he's just like figuring out hey, does he want to like make the cuts and fight Rooster and Smash or go in between and. You know, maybe only do Rooster for Worlds, you know, and just kind of chill for now. I don't know, but I know Mikey's up. I don't, I don't know what his mind, to be honest. I just know he's special and he's going to kill everybody. I'd sort of like to see him. I'd like to see him go light feather, I think, for Worlds, because hopefully Paulo will be back by then. That's the one I want to see. We know he's beat up, he's beat everybody else from Cicero. He's like 11 and 0 against all the other Cicero guys, but we haven't seen him against Paulo. That's the one that, that I think everybody wants to see. Another Bruno one would be great, of course. But, I mean, he, he doesn't have an easy route up there at Light Feather either. I mean, there's some tough guys. There's uh, there's still some. I mean, No Meow signed up this time, unfortunately. Obviously, Paulo's hurt. Joao didn't sign up. But, I mean, Hiago George is no joke. Uh, Pato is somebody who's no joke. I mean, Pato is – he doesn't get the same amount of hype as Taliesin. But, I mean, he's probably just as good, man, if not better. So, uh, that's not that's not an easy route up there. So, Ricardo, what what, what storyline are you looking forward to going into Euros, Ricardo? Just in general, overall, or yeah. just that, those divisions that you just any divi- any divisions you like, any 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 athletes you're looking forward to see. I want to see what Keenan's gonna look like. You know, I want to see, what, you know, with the new team and how he's been training. I think uh, what you know, what bag of tricks he's gonna pull out for this tournament. Every year, like like last year, Kynan was the big name as well as Lepre, but I feel like this could be the big year for Keenan, like his big, I don't want to say comeback, but kind of like a coming out party, you know, as a new team, new gym. Be interesting to see. I want to techniques he's going to pull out there, you know. Um, that's a big me. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. You know, I think that's one of the biggest stories for sure. Keenan, Kai, James, Cornelius. What do you what are you thinking about? I mean, he did the absolute basically. I mean, he closed out with Hulk here a couple years ago. Yeah, for like one second. Yeah, go for it. Is it safe to say that if Mikey wants to fight Rooster Feather, uh, Light Feather and Feather, he would win all those divisions? <sighs> feather, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, Feather, there's just some, there's going to be some big dudes in there, man. I mean, you would think he's going to be giving up a, but I mean, there's there's no there's no Cobrini or a half at Feather anymore, right? It's sort of up in the air, so I wouldn't see it. All right, let's kick it around. Chase, could Mikey win featherweight? Man, I mean, that is a, a tough call. I mean, Mikey, we have to put on a little bit of size, I, I think, there. Um, Just drink a little milk, that's all. Isaac Doderline, I think, holds the only win over Mikey at Worlds in the last several years, I want to say, at, at Black Belt. You never know. Uh, that is a true fact, though. Mikey told that to me in uh, the Chasing Great. Yeah, when, the, when Isaac cut the light feather that year. Yeah. So, so what's your? Uh, is this a Ricardo answer, or is this a uh, list? I'm saying that would be a huge challenge for Mikey. Yeah, there's, I, a, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of size difference It's there. not the same as winning Rooster Life Feather. Ricardo, what do you think Mikey's chances are if he goes featherweight for Worlds? Good. Good. If anyone can do it, I think I think Mikey could do it. Bear, what do you think? I mean, that's your guy. You think Mikey would win, would win featherweight at Worlds? 
Is he going to fight three weights this year? Is that what he's going to oh. do? Dude, or no, like, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Wait, wait, stop, stop. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting, uh, like, I don't know who signed up for feathers, so I can't. I'm only going off of the European list that I'm looking okay. at right now. Euro okay, place. let's go through the like, Euros. Let's go through I the Euros. I believe in my guy, but I need to see who's in the division. Hey, Ryan, can you pull up the Euros registration for Featherweight? I know we got Gianni Grippo. We got Gianni Paul Grippo in there. We got Isaac, who has beat him before. I think I I could see him. I think, you know, Gianni matches up okay with Isaac and Gianni. I, I could see maybe Sagioro giving him some trouble. Sagioro's yeah. a pretty strong guy. He's got a good base. Mm-hmm. One of uh, Ricardo's Pascal, fellow Canadians. Real deal. Who else we got? And then we got Sa- we got Sadre, who he's beat before. We got Gabriel Souza. Those are both light feathers. I don't think Mikey would struggle with them. I would not. Fi- I mean, I think Mikey could win that featherweight. Yeah, I'll say it now. I think Mikey could win that featherweight division. The, the, there's no real heavy hitter in there. Whoa! You're saying he could win all three divisions? That's crazy. You just said rooster, light feather, and feather. That's like three divisions. Yeah. I know they won't let him fight three divisions, but like we're just looking at European brackets. And I mean, well, nobody we're just nobody, calling it for what it is, you know. Of course, nobody, like anyone could give him a good fight, but there, there's nobody that's got that pedigree of Mikey in there. Mikey's a three-time world champion. I mean, these are all a bunch of guys. They've won stuff. They've been on the podium at places and that. I mean, but Mikey's on that level, dude. Mikey's. I mean, how old is he now? How old is this guy? It's like what, twenty three or something? Twenty three, twenty four. Mikey looks like he's like eighteen. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, he's this, like somewhere around there. He's definitely not eighteen. He looks like he's eighteen, but he's already a three timer. This is this is a guy that's. I mean, for sure, going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he could get to that. He could get ten titles like Bruno if he keeps doing it. If he doesn't get bored of winning all the time, but I mean, yeah, I, I could see him winning that featherweight division. All right, you guys want to move on to Keenan? I think that's another big Please. story people yeah, are talking about here. Keenan Kai James Cornelius. I was just with him this week. Uh, he's really excited to compete. He says he's got a whole bunch of uh, new lapel stuff he's coming out. Something that's sort of interesting, he's working a lot of stand-up stuff, a lot of judo, a lot of wrestling, and he's talking about this lapel wrestling he's going to do. He tore it up out here at uh, Euros a couple years ago. He tapped everybody. But his division is no joke this year. Who do we get? Who do we got at heavyweight? We got two guys from Checkmat. We got Adam Wardzinski and we got Jackson. We got Don Bell. Don Bell's in there. We got his friend Don Bell, which is interesting. Uh, Jackson Souza. I think you just mentioned him. Um, Did Demetrius Souza pull out of there? He's no, he's still in there. Still in there. Somewhere. Yeah, he's at the top yep. there. Alliance. Fabio yeah, Demetrius, Demetrius Souza is really underrated. I mean, this is going to be four. Felipe Pomaski's in there as well. Yeah, it's a tough division. Tough. It's a tough division. Yeah. But Keenan, you know, Keenan's faced off a lot of these guys before. Jackson, I've seen Keenan fight Jackson several times. I believe he's fought Wardzinski. He, t- he tapped Wardzinski um, at Euros two years ago. Okay. So, I mean, uh, Demetrius Souza, I, I don't remember that off the top of my head, but maybe he's faced him. But it looks like this is a good division for Keenan to be in. And uh, I think he's just. Like I said, he's going to have a a comeback. Don't call it a comeback, but it's been for you. You know, it might show some new tricks. We'll see what happens. Bear, what are you thinking about Keenan coming back? We haven't seen much of him. Uh, he uh, he had that good absolute run at Worlds and then pulled out with a rib injury, and then he pulled out of ADCC with uh, Super Pink Eye or whatever it is. Uh, Bear, what do you think about Keenan uh, coming into this year in 2020? Man, I think the same thing everybody thinks about Keenan the year before he comes back into it. You know what I mean? Like, is it the year that he's going to win the most talented guy, the lapel this, the lapel that? Like, like Keenan's the most talented guy, like, that we've seen in a long time. But it's just, like, he's never been able to crack worlds because, like, he's able to beat the best people in the world at any given day in one match. But can he make it through the whole division with four or five fights? You know, maybe he'll beat Pagisa one year, but he won't beat the other guy Mergali a year, you know? Can he make it through the whole the whole spectrum of the matches, you know, the brackets? And I think it's the same it's the same thing we're gonna ask of him this year, you know. Like I kinda got like bummed out saying like it's his year, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, absolutely. I said it's his it's his year every year, you know? Like, uh, but like I think he's uh, I mean the kid like Keenan's is like super duper talented and if there's someone that could do it, it's him for sure. But um but I mean, like, I'm back. I'm back to the same thing of like us talking about everybody that it could be their year, you know. And I think 
he's there along with like Jackson and you know you have other tough guys that are kind of there at the top but you know if it's matchup wise and favorite wise like Keenan for sure is a favorite in the heavyweight division at Europeans right like if you're to control yeah. matchups and stuff and then you Gotta have everybody be. else are yeah, really hopeful you know so yeah, I would say Keenan is definitely the, the number one uh, guy at Euros. But the real question mark for Keenan's season, I believe, is if Kynan stays at the same weight class, if you see him move around at all. Because uh, Kynan's the number one guy at heavyweight, and I think Keenan might be able to beat Leandro finally. That, that's the big roadblock in Keenan's uh, history at, at Black Belt. He's lost to Leandro a couple times. Uh, yeah. And most recently at, at Worlds, of course, in the Absolute. Um, but Leandro's momentum has been going the opposite direction and Keenan might actually be in, in the right place to beat him, which might be the ticket to the, the first-place medal at, at Worlds. Yeah, kind, kind of is the big question mark there. What's going on? When's he going to compete? Uh, is he even going to be at this weight class? I mean, he can get pretty big. Uh, Leandro, I could see Keenan uh, turning the tables on Leandro. Leandro's sort of been on a downslide. But, uh, yeah, I, just like Bear said, it, it's the thing that it's like, every year it's like, is this going to be Keenan's year? Because we've all been following him since, you know, Purple Belt, Double Grand Slam. Brown belt, uh, he was pretty close. Just lost to uh, Paulo in that open class, and then at black belt, he's done a lot of good stuff. I think he's taken third in the open class at Worlds a couple times. He just he's won Euros, he's won Pans. Uh, he just hasn't put it together in the pyramid in uh, early June, late May. So uh, yeah, that's that's the thing going in here. I'm excited to see what kind what kind of uh, new lapel stuff he's got. He, when I was working with him this week, he's saying that there's all kinds of new lapel tricks. It's only j- just begun, basically. And there's going to be some good tests for him here, especially in the absolute, because some of these guys you got the Mega Gaugio, you got this 220 pound Patrick Gaugio out there, you got Ali, ultra heavyweight Ali. Both these guys coming in off their ADCC weight, they're new versions of themselves. I mean, you're going to have to do something to tie up Ali if you get him out there. It's going to be interesting to see how because Keenan Keenan told me he's doing the open class, and I think that's where we're going to see a, a real test for him. Keenan, Felipe, Felipe Andrew might be a, a solid test for him there. Felipe Andrew's a beast as well. He's a finisher. I mean, what are you guys thinking for the absolute this year? I'll go to you first, Chase. Who do, what are you thinking for the Euros absolute? Uh, those names you mentioned right there are pretty crucial. I think Gaudio, Ali, and Keenan would be the the top three guys that I'm looking at. Felipe Andrew can beat anyone on the right day. He almost footlocked uh, Muhammad Ali to death. He beat, at Al- Worlds. He, he beat Ali 18 to two at, uh, at Pants. Pants that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he had he had that match as well. Um, you never know. Jackson Souza likes to mix it up. Adam Warzinski, oh, I think, might throw his, his name in the hat there. But uh, to me, Gaudio and Ali and Keenan are the three names to watch in the absolute. All right, who you got winning it? I think Keenan takes it. You got Keenan. I got Keenan taking. Maybe it's a safe answer, but Keenan holds a win over over um, uh, Ali. He, that that match at Worlds with Gaudi was a super close match. Obviously, very controversial. Yeah, controversial one. Uh, uh, Ali and him have uh, they were they were pretty close. Uh, they they had some close matches. I think at Pans and at ACB. Uh, oh, and then Ali beat him in like a submission only at World Series of Grappling. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Ricardo, go ahead. Go ahead. Ricardo, open class. What are you thinking for Euros? Well, without knowing the which, bracket, which it's kind of hard man, which to... Which checkmate athlete is winning the Open class at, at Euros, Ricardo? I don't know. I'm going to go... I'm going to say that... Uh, I'm going to say that Hudson, Mateus, and Felipe Andrew are going to are gonna make some waves at Europeans this year. I'm predicting that. I'm going to say that those two guys... I'm all, I'm always a fan of the finishers. I'm always, I'm a big fan of guys... Mateus, Mateus, Hudson, Mateus. Hudson Mateus. That's a, that's just, that's one you can't sleep on, man. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. I he, forgot man, about him. He has the ability, you know, he submitted Gutenberg. Man, that guy has the ability to tap anyone in that division if they blink, you know. So I feel like those two guys are going to be the guys to watch, and they're going to disrupt a lot of other people's paths to the finals. But against a guy like Keenan, Keenan has the right formula to negate a lot of their submissions. So that should be interesting. Uh, also, don't sleep on you know guys like Jackson or Wardzinski. There's just so many guys. We don't know the bracket, so it's really, you know, it's it's we're just what talking about, you know hot air here. But you know, what about Ali? What about Ali? The IBJJF hasn't Ali, seen this I version totally of forgot. Ali. Yeah, super Ali. So man, you know, Ali's determined. He's he's focused. He's in amazing shape. Um, yeah, it's it's anybody's game. I can't wait to see the bracket. All right, Bear, I'm going to kick it over to you. What are you thinking for the Open class with all these names? Who do you think the the, the big threats are? Uh, 
Was that for me? Yeah, 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 for you, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm right there. Uh, of course, I don't uh, agree with everything that Ricardo does because because Ricardo's always very nice and like very friends with everybody, and I like to be friends with everybody too. But I'm also a realist when it comes to who should be winning the divisions. You know, I think I think you guys are right on. I think like Keenan's a favorite for sure. Ali being ultra, that kind of changes everything, even though like Keenan has his number, you know. Um, you know, Philippe Andrew for sure, wild card. If he's on fire and he doesn't get matched up with the wrong person, that he doesn't like submit really fast. And then, you know, Hordinsky, of course, but then also I think like Jackson Souza, if, like if Jackson Souza's on, like when we fought like Andre Galval in the finals and he didn't get the, um, he didn't get the call, you know. But that, I mean, you know, that's that that's that's totally water under, under the bridge. But I mean, if if Jackson's on and he's like laser focused, we haven't seen that all the way throughout Worlds. Like it, that's a scary guy. That's a scary guy to, to be fighting. He could be right up there. But I think realistically, I think you're kind of like Keenan. I think kind of is like on the edge. If maybe let's call it a popular vote of becoming the favorite for the for the open class from all the people I'm seeing in the. Uh, in the division and the guys that we talked about, like of course, like Ali and all the other guys, Andrew Jackson, all being like right there uh, to kind of maybe give them a run for it, you know. So yeah, if I had to uh, like pick my my podium, let's say I would say uh, without seeing the brackets, obviously it's hard to do. But if I had to pick my four favorites, I would say Keenan Ali, Felipe Andrew, Gaugio. Can't forget Gaugio. I mean, he's been on the podium three times at Worlds. He's huge now. He's going super heavyweight. I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna. I know. I, I know. Keenan's had success against him a little bit before, but I'm gonna go with Ali. I'm gonna say Ali takes this thing. I mean, I think Keenan is gonna have. Keenan's got a bigger weight division, and he's got some really tough guys in there. Like he's gonna have to. Before, like, say, say if he fights Ali in the final, he's gonna have to probably beat Wardzinski, Jackson, and probably somebody else tough in his weight, and then fight his way through. The, I think Ali's gonna run through his weight class, and it's gonna make it a little bit easier on him if they meet, and he'll have that energy. I see Ali conserving himself for Keenan. I think I'll say Ali if it if if it stays close, Ali. But if anybody's gonna tap somebody, I think Keenan might pull something crazy off and take his back, or uh, I don't know, use Gubber guard or something. But I'll, I'll I'll take Ali just to mix it up here. But those are the two favorites for sure. What are you guys thinking uh, besides these these divisions we talked about? What are some other divisions you think are looking looking pretty tough there, Chase? Man, I'm, I really enjoy. Uh medium or sorry medium heavy medium heavy is, is a sick division uh a lot of a lot of wild cards in there we have guys like espen moving up in weight yeah what's up with that i don't know i, I think it's to avoid tommy yeah uh, that's what he says to avoid tommy but he used to be a lightweight he used to be a lightweight but my guess is that espen's not seated very high because he didn't compete most of last year no then, he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a bad seed he so, might get hudson or somebody early exactly so he didn't want to meet with tommy who probably has a pretty high seed um but anyway, so he's up there at middle heavy. I really like this guy, uh, Bruno Lima. He's a he's a Portuguese athlete who had some wars with uh, that guy's training with Keenan now. He's over with Keenan now, but he's actually from Portugal and had some wars with Ronaldo Jr. He's a European champion. Kind of flew under the radar because he's based in Europe, but uh, I think he's he's a guy that could upset some people. You also have Hudson Mateus in there as well, who's probably the favorite of the division. Um, Hibamar. Hibamar, Hibamar, who's always it's like I think this could be Hibamar's year now that you mentioned his name, Ricardo. He's had such Dude, such yeah. a strong performance in twenty nineteen, end of the year yeah. Nogi World Champion. Um so, so yeah, I really like like medium heavy. I think that's one of the toughest divisions uh at Euros this year. For sure. I mean some things to think about there. You got Aspen. Big wild card there. This is a guy who tore it up in 2018, basically took all of 2019 off. Uh, he had surgery on his nose or whatever. But one thing he did do in 2019 is he beat Hulk, remember? Yeah. He barren yeah, yeah, Hulk, and he King beat, he beat yeah. Hulk, who, who was a world champ in this division. I mean, Hudson's the returning champ here. He's been on the podium at Worlds, won Brasileiro. He's got to be the favorite. Gabriel Almeida, uh, that's a guy who made the finals last year. It'll be his uh, second year at Black Belt. Now somebody to look out for. Yeah, I mean, Hibamar. Hibamar's had a hell of a year, man. Or he had a hell of a 2019. He beat Izaki, he beat Tinoco, he beat Ronaldo Jr. He beat a bunch of good guys. All right, Ricardo, what do you think about this division? It's tough. It's tough. But I called out Hibamar because I like him as a competitor. I think it's going to come down to Hibamar and Hudson. I think, uh, you know, those are the two guys that 
are going to be the big deciding factors in that division. Um, Hudson making his return, big finisher. Himamar can play anything. He can play lapel guard. He can take the back and finish you. He can, you know, do it all. So th- those are the two guys I'm looking for to really hit the top two of the podium of that division. And I think Espen, like, I, it's just these guys are pretty big for him. I know he's competing against them, but I don't know. It's It's a bit of a question mark. I haven't seen him fight in a little while, so – he has the ability to do it, but taking some time off, there's a question mark. But should be interesting. All right. So who are you picking? Are you you're going Hibamar or Hudson? I'm saying that I think it's going to be those two in the finals. Okay. All right. Uh, I can't gonna... say who's going to win. <laughs> Pick a guy, dude. Pick a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I the Bears gonna the leave. Bracket. He's gonna walk off set. <laughs> I gotta see the bracket. Hibamar beat What's Hudson that? at the LA Grand Slam. Uh, I could see. I mean, good point. I think I think Aspen matches up better with Hibamar than he does with Hudson. I think Hudson will be too big for him. Hibamar uh, is a middleweight usually. Uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think Aspen's gonna beat Hudson. I think I mean Hudson's brutal too, man. He's a finisher. Uh, Bear, what are you thinking at this bracket? You got Hibamar, Hudson, Gabriel Meda, Aspen. You got some good guys in there. Have, Hib- have Hibamar and Hudson ever fought before? Yeah, Hibamar, Hibamar beat him at the uh, AJP Los Angeles last year. I can't remember what it was, what, what the result was, but yeah, Hibamar has beat him before. Wow, that's – I think Hibamar is a bad matchup for a lot of people. He's just like super tough and knows how to do everything. I think he's kind of like a Gabriel Almeida. They're still like good all around. They're just like problems for like the wrong person on the wrong matchup. But I think I, I'm like right there. I'm right there. I wanted Ricardo to pick somebody between Hibmar and Hudson, but he didn't want to make the call. But I think <laughs> between those guys and Gabriel Almeida, I think those are probably like the guys that I have at, at the top. And like really, it's an open division. I don't think anyone's really a favorite. I think like it's between one of those three. If I had to pick, maybe Hudson to get some revenge on Hibmar. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think Hudson. But I think like I think Hudson's like pretty sharp at that division without all the other people needing that. Man, it's like Espen. Man, I have a I love Espen's style. Uh, I have a hard time picking him here. I mean, last time we saw him, really, he was a lightweight. So it's, he's going to go through this bracket of all medium heavies. But who knows? Yeah, maybe sure. he's been maybe he's been drinking milk. Maybe he's been pumping iron, doing push-ups. Who knows? But uh, all right, let's go to middleweight. Middleweight's always a good one. I think the story here: you got Tommy Langacker, right, and you got Ronaldo Jr. Who else you got in there, Chase? Uh, we have Max Limblad, a European standout from Sweden, out of Checkmat. Max beat Hibamar last year. He's good. Uh, uh, Oliver Lovell, the, the guy, I believe he's also from the UK, who tapped Levi Jones Lear at World Pro for Savage Kneebar. Yep. Um, Sebastian Broch is in there. Uh, we also have one of the Luna brothers. Uh, J- Ma- Jose Luna is in there. Ma- Jose Luna. Yeah, they're both Jose. It's uh, Matias. Matias Ma- Luna. Sorry, yeah. Matias is in there. See the one with the scar or is I or not? They're the two of the hardest twins to tell apart. I'll be honest with you, I can't tell those guys apart. <laughs> uh, but it's an equally stacked division. You know, I think middle and medium heavy are, are traditionally two of the most jam packed. Uh, I have a hard time calling a favorite here. I think it actually could be Ronaldo Jr. in my mind that that could. You, you really think take Ronaldo's this. a favorite over I, Tommy? I think he could be. You know, I want to see that match. That dude, to me is a match of the tournament. Ronaldo's a beast, man. Ronaldo breaks, dudes. He's got that aggressive pressure. I think if you got Ronaldo and Tommy fighting, that's going to be somebody's getting submitted. I, I, I 100% think either Tommy's going to get on the back, or you know Ronaldo's going to do Ronaldo and run wild on him. I think that's that's well, a matchup if, I'm looking forward if, to. If history repeats itself, Tommy, you know, remember a couple years ago when he tapped uh, Herbert with the triangle at Europeans? Yeah, with the triangle. You know. I, so I think that, like you guys said, I agree with you. Tommy and Ronaldo Jr. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> no, seriously, though. those I, Ronaldo's got so much momentum going into this. The kid's a phenom. You know, like I was telling you guys, Galvao was telling me that he starts at one end of the room. At the end of the session, he's all the way. At the end of the round, he's at the other end. He just keeps moving. He's attacking all the time. And Tommy's Tommy, man. He's a beast. Finisher. He's a Viking. I, I I think it's gonna come down to those two for sure. Bear, what's your what's your call on the the middleweight division there? A lot a lot of key <laughs> athletes, a lot of good names. He's got Mateus Luna and Max Libra. I just couldn't. I, Bra- I, I had to Bradley take Bradley Hill. I had to take a stop. Uh, Ricardo, you picked two people in every division. 
I can't pick one because I got to see the bracket. So <laughs> when I see the bracket, then I can pick. But without it, we're just guessing. We're playing games here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down to the two. Well, pick a favorite at least. Pick a favorite. Can you pick a top two favorite regardless of the bracket? I mean, we all want to see the bracket. Ronaldo Jr. I'm calling it right now. This is his year. Boom. We're gonna hold you. Are you, you calling someone Carl. not from Manaus? <laughs> You're normally a Manaus picker. Yeah, he's a Manaus homer. He's a big. That's pretty good for you. I'm proud of you. But he is Atos. That's a little bias, but it's okay. Ronaldo's hey. special. He's a, he's a tough ass dude. He's at the top of my list to win the division too. Who, hey, uh, so Bear, what are you thinking about? Uh, like, if if Ronaldo and Tommy fight, how do you think that one plays out, Bear? I think it's a real exciting matchup. Yeah, I think you guys are right on. I think I think Ronaldo and Tommy. I think those that's the uh, those two hold the key, right? But if you're going with like past, you know, while we're using this history, I think like Tommy's going to be up in there killing. I think like you know, besides, I don't think he's going to get caught with an e bar twice. To be honest, right? Like, let's. I, I I think he's gonna like. I think he's gonna he's gonna smash some people. I don't think like. Uh, I think Tommy's gonna. I think Tommy wins it. Like, yeah. No matter how it's shaken up, I think Ronaldo's like right there, maybe at the second or third favorite. But I think those are the those are kind of like the top two. But I think Tommy, like, by far, I think he's gonna like. Smash. Yeah, I th- I think Tommy. Uh... Tommy sort of thrives in the scrambles, right? Like Tommy's his back deck technique technique is so tight. Like if I I I think if he survives the opening, you know, attack the the assault by uh, Ronaldo and gets to a guard, I I see Tommy getting to the back. I think Tommy's going to get the rookie, and I think Tommy gets on the back and finishes him. I think Tommy Tommy's Baron Bolo game is next level. Plus home field advantage. They're going to be blowing the Viking horns. You know how it gets. Those Viking horns get these guys fired up. Sure. Uh, but uh, all right, what other divisions are we looking at here, Chase? Wait, hold on. Before we go, Bear, Bear, one guy in the comments has asked the same question three times. What is your favorite show your old gi of all time? This is the oh. guy really wants to know. Oh, now, now Bear's going to have a hard uh-huh. time making a choice. <laughs> Pete the Greek asked it. Pete the Greek asked Pete the Greek is in the comments somewhere, but there's a guy named Sam Drysdale who keeps asking, what's your favorite my show favorite, your My gi? favorite show your gi is the one that you guys buy. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> that's an Uncle Ricky answer right there. We love you guys. Please buy our products. We just don't do stupid shit and not watch jujitsu shit. This is our life. All right, fair enough. There's there's your answer, Sam Drysdale, in the comments section. Uh, all right, what what division are we going to next, Chase? Which one are you looking at? I guess we'll keep moving down the horn here. Uh, let's go to lightweight. Lightweight is a, a wide open division in my mind. We also have uh, a bit of a Cicero backlog for for elite dudes. Cicero only competes at two divisions: light feather and lightweight. But they run that. Yeah, they yeah, run they, those yeah. groups. Uh, I'm talking about Italo Mora, Nathan uh, Freitas, Nathan Chuang. Chu- okay, it goes by Chuang. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. He's good, man. Pedro Henrique and uh, uh, Pe- Pedro Veras, Fabrizio Barbarotti. But some of the names to look out here. Somebody that I think a lot of people will sleep on is Vitor Oliveira. Can't sleep on that. I mean, just two years ago, 2018, he took third in the world. Uh, I mean, he's four-time master world champion. He's still hanging in there. He's he's strong at this weight class. He's a hard guy to sweep. He's got great take. He always ends up on top because you can't stand with him. He's going to drop you on your face, right? It's true. He's going he's gonna to say Onagi. You drop you right on your face. So everybody pulls guard, and he, he's really hard to move. A couple guys to look out for here. Jonatas Gracie has Jonatas. dropped down from middleweight to lightweight. And Gucciari Barboza. Gucciari Barboza's beat Jaime Canudo at Blackboard already. Uh, yeah, I think the story is Vitor going against those young guns, Gutierrez and Jonatas, and we'll see how it goes. Vitor's been on like a seminar tour in Europe, so I don't know how well his training is going to go. But all right, Ricardo, what are you thinking about that 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 division? I'm calling my top two: Jonatas Gracie and Italo Mora. Boom. Italo, Italo beat Italo beat Jamil already at, at uh, Blackboard. You don't like Bear, you gotta keep your eye Bear, you gotta do a better job keeping your eye on the young guns here. Come on. I don't know I don't know if it's going on here. Man, I don't know if Italo is ready for Vitor Oliveira right now. We'll see. But I mean, so that that's your final. I've been away, but I haven't been away for this long. I still got a little bit of the pulse (laughs) and stuff you're saying is crazy to me right now. And maybe maybe they're your friend, like a lot of these guys are my friends too, but like we're calling it the way we see it. 
and you're 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 asking for a lot of dreams, but hey, that's your pick, so whatever. I All right. respect it. All right, Bear, what are you thinking? And you obviously don't like the Italo pick. <laughs> but, uh, what are you thinking in this lightweight division? I think he's right on one. I think he's right on one. The other one, that's, you know, it's like it's like me asking for every single person I sponsor to win Black Belt World Championship. Do you know how many people told me they're going to win Black Belt World Championship since they've been 16 years old? Hey, you got to like, believe, man. You got to chase okay. the dream somehow. Um, all right. let's, 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 let's move on to that. I think Ricardo's first choice was rock solid. I think Jonathan's Gracie's right there at the top. Absolutely. I think yeah. he's like probably, you know, of course we got like Victor Oliveira, like you were saying. Yeah. He's probably going to like, like he's probably the favorite if he's not the favorite on top of Gracie just because like he can't stand with them. He's so smart. Like, yeah, he's like, a, like he's experienced. He'll like pretty much probably beat like 80% of the people in there. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's right there between um, I think uh, that the Nathan the Nathan Chunk kid is like he's he's going to be interesting to to see what he can do. He's good. Kind of like his first showing, really, so we can really watch him. But I think I think it's right there between like Jonathan Gracie and um, I like uh, I like to see what Terry is going to do too. Yeah, Gucci area, man. Between, um, those two are kind of like um, if they match up with if they match up with. Um, but depending on who, it really just depends on who who's meeting Victor Victor Oliveira. That's really yeah. what we, what we should be talking about. Whoever's on the opposite side of him probably has a better a better uh, a better side to get through the division and and uh, and and do better. But I would say it's between those three for me. Yeah. I think I think the bracketing uh, is really gonna uh, call into effect because they'll, they'll all have, I believe, one match on Saturday, and some of these guys I think are gonna be cutting a bunch of weight. So if, if some of these young guns get get matched up with somebody on uh, Saturday, some of these guys who are cutting down from middle, I mean you got Vitor, Jonathan Gutierrez all compete at middle a lot. If they have a bad weight cut and Saturday get a tough match, they could go down. But I'm gonna go Gutierrez. I'm gonna go Gucci Gang. I think uh, this guy, I mean he's he's really, I mean just a year ago at uh, Euros at Brown Belt, he beat Jonathan Alves. Remember? Mm-hmm. He won that division. He beat Jonathan Alves. I think. Yeah. I yeah. think I think lightweight's a really good weight class for him. He's been doing good at middleweight so far at black belt. I'm gonna go. Gucciari takes it just because I don't know. If Vitor Oliveira shows up on point, I'd go Vitor. But you never know with Vitor Oliveira uh, how hard he's been training this and that. You know he's 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 done so much that uh, I don't think he's gonna be as hungry as these young guys. If he shows up on point and put if he if, he, if Vitor puts anybody in a bad position when he's passing. I mean, he's going to finish. He's a patient passer like that, but I'll go with Gucciari to win it for now. And uh, what uh, what are you thinking here, Chase? Yeah, you guys took the words out of my mouth. I, I'm a big fan of Gucciari, and I like you were just saying, I really like that he's moving down a weight class. I, whenever I look across the mat, Gutierrez is always fighting a guy that looks like a foot taller than him yeah. and winning. So yeah. I'm curious to see how that move uh, plays out for him. Uh, John is Gracie is, of course, a rock-solid choice, uh, one of the best competitors out of Atos today. Uh, I'm liking a couple dark horses, though. I don't know if they're going to take it all, but I think they really will shake things up. Jeremy Jackson is also cutting down to lightweight. He's looking shredded. I don't know if you've seen his Instagram at all. He looks very, very strong, and again, that could play uh, into his favor or hurt him, depending on the, that weight cut on Saturday. Well, Jeremy Jackson originally registered for featherweight. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, they, they moved up, yeah. So. Um, also, we have, we have a guy out of Ireland, uh, Marcus Phelan, who, who's stirred up the European scene quite a bit, res- representing East Coast Jiu-Jitsu out there. You know, and also Luan Carvalho has come back. We didn't see yeah, him much last year. Yeah, he's not going to show up. Does anybody – he no-shows he, he know. a lot. We'll he see. no-shows we'll a lot, but yeah. he he's had some big wins in his career. Dude, and he beat Leper. He beat Lange. That's he's what got I some, mean. He's got some big wins. So he's got some big wins. I'm curious to see if he'll make the, the trip over. He's, he's an interesting name. But as far as favorites go, I like Gutierrez. Who too. are your favorite eight guys in the bracket? Favorite eight. Yeah. Favorite eight. I'll pick my favorite two. Uh, Gutierrez and, and Jonathan Gracie, I think. You know, we're all saying it. I don't want to just chime in, but I think that's a smart choice. Gutierrez, Jonathan Gracie. If they that that seems to be the one everybody thinks is going to happen. You got a good think? taste. You got a good taste. You got a good pulse. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We're trying out here. All we're right. So, all right. So that seems to be the one everybody's looking forward to. Gutierrez, Jonathan Gracie. I don't know if they fought before. Ryan, can you uh, do a quick Google? Not on Ricardo. That Ricardo has Ricardo. He has he has some dark horses in the mix. Yeah, it's it's low. Ricardo it's likes it. Eat the low. I told you. Man, I've seen him. I've been seeing him compete. Uh, saw him a lot as a brown belt. He's had some big. What's that? You can beat some people. Yeah, he's tough, man. Eat the low stuff though. He can beat some people. 
But uh, those people that we just talked about that day, I don't know if he's going to be said or Italo is one of these guys that, like, I think if he catches one of these guys off of a bad weight cut, like like I said on Saturday, he could upset somebody. I don't know if he puts together a four-fight win streak and beats, like, say, Gucciari, Jonatas, and Vitor back-to-back-to-back. I don't I don't know if I see him doing that quite yet. But uh, you want to move on to featherweight? Featherweight. But isn't that everybody? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that everybody? Can't anybody beat everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's, let's move on to featherweight. This one is... <laughs> This okay. one's really. Let's move to the next weight. Let's yeah. move to the next weight. Uh, this one's really up in the air. You got. This is my toughest division, by the way. I think featherweight is the, the most biggest, evenly believe, spread. Right? It is also the biggest. To me, there's no real clear favorite. But sorry, Mike, go on. You got Gianni Grippo. You got Isaac Dodelin. Uh, Isaac's coming off a big year. He beat Paulo in the Brasileiro final. Uh, Gianni, obviously, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, Gianni's sort of like on a lower with less publicity sort of like a Keenan situation where he he was the same generation we were waiting for him to get it done he's won a bunch of stuff but he hasn't got it done at Worlds yet but he's beat a bunch of good guys he's beat Paulo he's beat a, beat a bunch of uh, you got Sagioro the vet two time world silver medalist who else we got in there you got Israel Souza which I think is a name to look out for brown belt world champ last year uh, we have Gabriel Souza out of ZR team. Yeah. Has some big wins. Gabriel Souza is normally a light featherweight. Alex Sadre as well. Sadre, yes. We saw Sadre pass Joao Miao's guard twice at Brasileiro. Uh, Chase, what are you thinking here? Man, I've said it's a few different articles that I've written, but Sagiero doesn't get the clout that he deserves. That dude is You said rock that in a solid, few different right? articles? I have. Written, I how have. many articles are you writing about Sagiero? Uh, I write a lot of previews, my <laughs> I write a lot of previews, my man. And uh, Sagiero is, is so tough. He's got like a great half guard. That's the unstoppable sweep, I think is what he calls. And um, he is super strong. Probably the strongest guy in his division. He's one of uh, Ricardo's Canadian brothers. Oh, is he up there? Yeah, yeah. He's based out of Canada. I didn't realize that. 100% so. Canadian. He moved. He moved here a few years ago, uh, helping out Professor Fabio Landa in Montreal, I believe. And uh, they call him Gascal. Gascal is very tough. And I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you, Chase, and say it right now. I'm picking Gascal or Gripo, top two. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you're really you're really playing it safe here. This is this is no fair. You're picking two guys every division, so. You can't come back and say I told you so just if one of your two guys win. <laughs> but uh All right. Bear, what are you thinking here? You got you got Sergio, Isaac, Gianni, Israel Souza. There's some good What do you think about this division, Bear? It's really up in there. Yeah, I think it's a wide open division to be honest. I, like every everything you guys all said, I think's right on. But if I was to pick I would say, like, Isaac's, like, season, he's been through a lot of battles. He's kind of, like, well-conditioned, so he's right up there. But I really, I really, really personally like, like, Soldier's style. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, for me, those are kind of, like, the two I'm interested to see um, how it kind of shakes out. But I think, like, Isaac's, like, right there as far as, like, being the favorite. Then everybody else is kind of, like, um, like, Israel, too. Is like, I'm interested to see how he's going to do. But I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say like he's the favorite, right? Um, but I, I personally like Soldier's matchup style, and like, and I think I, I think Isaac kind of has like the. I think he would say he would kind of be the favorite if I was to like look at everybody. Uh, so Soldier, something that concerns me about Soldier and Gabriel Souza, obviously they're beast. I mean, they both beat Joao Ma- Miao last year, like featherweight. But something that always concerns me with guys going up a weight, going into Euros, is I feel like they just got fat at Christmas and they don't want to make their regular weight class. That's what I'm always worried about. I'm worried about him giving up size and strength to some of these guys. I mean, Sadjiro's strong, Gianni's strong, uh, but I mean, Sadre, they he just recently won Nogi Worlds. Like I said, he passed Joao Miao's guard twice at the Brasileiro. Israel Souza is a monster, man. I've been watching him since he was a blue belt. I'm gonna say Sajiro is sort of Gianni's kryptonite, I feel, but I'm gonna go Gianni Paul Grippo. I mean, I'm gonna say he gets it done this time. I like your style, uh, I like your style. Good pick. All right, you get, what 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 other weight classes have we not touched on? Uh, we kind of hit them all, haven't we? Let's yeah. See. Um, we all right. didn't really go too deep on super heavy. We just mentioned Felipe Andrew for the absolute. Felipe Andrew and Gaudio in yeah. there. All right, I'm gonna kick it around. I'm gonna ask you guys for for your opinion on something. 
All right. If there's a first-year black belt who's going to win Euros, who you got? Uh, it's got to be Ronaldo Jr. Ronaldo Jr.? That's my first-year pick. I don't know if he'll do it, but out of anyone, I think he's on the short list. All right, Ricardo. Can I pick two? Can I pick two? <laughs> yeah, take no, your two. Got... It's expected. No, All right. no, no. No, Ronaldo Jr. I All agree. Right. I concur. All right, Bear, who's, if there's a first, if, if there's a rookie that can win this thing, who are you going with, Bear? Um, I think I think Ronaldo's the. Uh, is he who's the who's the new black belts that that we were talking about that are Ta- favorites? Talisson, Pato, Israel, uh, Ronaldo. I'm I'm surprised Ricardo didn't pick Italo. Really backtracked on us there. Uh, who else do we got? This? Jonathan Gracie. Jonathan uh, Gracie is another one. Jonathan Gracie could be another one. Gucciari. No, isn't this the second year or first year? No, he won. Uh, he won middleweight at Brown Belt Worlds last year. He did compete at Nogi Worlds uh, as a black belt, yeah, but yeah. this is his first like E season yeah, yeah. major. Yeah. Yeah, I think like um, who? So man, is it John? Nah, but yeah, the Jonathan has to fight. Um, he has to fight. Man, I think would you say like, would he, who's in? The, who did we pick for Jonathan for lightweight to win? Wasn't it? Wasn't it was Jonathan. John. Everybody Gucci would say Jonathan or Gucciari, and those are both first year guys. So I think that's the easiest route for one of them to get it, probably. And then maybe Ronaldo had his division. Ronaldo had um, Ronaldo had Tommy. Tommy. Right? Yeah, nice Tommy. Yeah. So Jonathan. So Jonathan. Jonathan. It'll be his. It'll be the first year he wins black ball. He has the highest. Yeah. He's gonna win it, but I think he has the highest odds. I think uh, I think maybe the two best black belts are hard to choose in this situation because uh, the two best rookie black belts because Talison has Bruno in his weight and obviously Pato has uh, Mikey in his weight. Uh, Israel Souza's got a hell of a ro- road there at featherweight. Uh, I mean, I already picked Gucciari to win lightweight, so yeah, that's, there, there goes my pick. I'll go with Gucciari, but I, I think Gucciari or Jonatas is they have the best shot at anybody here. Now I'll kick it around. Dark horses. Out of anybody who's not a big name, this and that, like uh, that everybody wasn't picked, is there somebody that you think is going to come out of nowhere and, and win a division here? What are you thinking, Chase? Uh, dark horses. Well, I did mention um, Oliver Lovell submitting uh, Levi Jones-Leary. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Lovell could. He's home field advantage, UK-based. You know, it's a tough division at middleweight. He's got uh, Tommy and Ronaldo Jr., but who knows how the brackets will shake out. I can see them being being a, a super dark horse, um, as well as Matthias Luna. I think uh, he could shake things up at middleweight as well. Those two names jump out right away to me. So is Matthias Luna, and who else? And Oliver Lovell. Okay. Uh, Ricardo, is there any dark horses you're looking at that can, that can make a name for themselves here? I mean... I wouldn't say he's a dark horse, but like I said earlier, I think Hudson. I think Hudson's going to make a name for himself this year, a big Hudson, time. I, Hudson I feel won like, this tournament last year. I understand that. I'm just saying, <laughs> he's going to. I feel like he's going to make a big story. Wow. He's going to have another big submission this wow. year and make a big story this year. You'll see. You'll Bold see. Bold choice. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bear, is there any dark horses that uh, maybe Akina Cornelius or Mikey Musumeci that (laughs) (laughs) – Bear's got a special guest. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) We're we're trying to pick – who is it? We're trying to pick the – Like a dark dark horse. horse? Yeah, somebody who – Someone that we never heard heard of that never won the tournament that – Ricardo just said it's going to be their year again. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me think of You didn't tell me the criteria. Yeah. You didn't say the criteria was they never yeah, have a You just said, cheer for your horse really yeah. hard, man. You cheer yeah. for your horse hard. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian horses are different. I don't know. I don't know how this all works out. All right. Uh, yeah. It doesn't I, have I to do, be some. I do. I do. I do. I think, I think two things. I think. I think. Uh, I honestly think this is. I think Jackson makes makes some waves and and smashes that absolute. Yeah. And kind of wakes wakes a bunch of people up. That's my bias, right? Ricardo, before Ricardo calls me out on it, like that's my biased opinion, right? Tell me how you really feel, Ricardo. Um, and <laughs> Ricardo. I have a bias for Jackson, but, uh, 
But um, I see. I think besides, I think Jackson. Like, I think Jackson's gonna shock some people for sure. And I think other than that, Can. I think like, and it's hard to like. I mean, is it really like? Is there really like any like surprises that we think we're gonna see? It's just, I mean, it's it's not just Europeans, but it's really just like the first tournament of the year. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a big deal, but it's not really a big deal unless you're Lucas Lepre and you snatch everybody at absolute weight class. Like that's a big deal, you know. Or you know. You're a guy like Levi that like makes it out with a win with the favorite, you know. Like, um, so I think I'll, those like I don't see any of those things really happening at this tournament. To be honest, I'll tell you. If okay, some- hold on. All right, go. Hold on, I got a question. So Bear, you got the inside scoop. We know you got the inside scoop. Mikey has declared that he's going to jump in the absolute. Is it going to happen? Oh, if Mikey jumps in the absolute, he will shock everybody. Guaranteed. Like, he would... I bet you Mikey would smash middle and heavyweights. Like, no joke. I've heard stories of Mikey, like, killing, like, heavyweights and absolute, like, good guys. Like, really good guys. All right. People don't understand how strong Mikey is. Like, you got Mikey to beat Mikey Musumeci, shocking the world. You got Mikey... You got Mikey to beat Hudson Mateus. You got Mikey. The dark you got horse Mikey Hudson Mateus. Cornelius. You got you got Mikey beating Keenan Cornelius. Come on, son. Is that what you're putting that record, Ricardo? You're about to say it first. That's what I'm saying, Ricardo. You tell him how you really feel. Mikey's gonna win. Mikey's gonna be the new lightweight featherweight king of the world. You heard it first from Ricardo. That's recorded too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, Bear, Bear said maybe Mikey can knock off some middleweights. Mikey versus Ronaldo Jr. What do you think, Ricardo? That's a tough one. That's I mean, that's a tough. You got to see the bracket. <laughs> I got to see the bracket. <laughs> I plead, I plead the fifth on that one. I plead the fifth on that one. No, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, hey, I'll go to my, my my dark horse now. I'll go with this guy Bruno Lima. This is a guy who doesn't get a lot of credit because he's from Portugal. He's he's not a Brazilian. Everybody thinks because his name. He's he's a he's a Portuguese guy. He's training with Keenan now. If you remember, this guy beat Ronaldo last year as a brown belt in the final, medium heavy brown belt Euro final. This is a guy who always just shows up at Euros and stunts on people. He's a local. He's got the home field advantage. Great mustache as well. Yeah, they'll probably. I mean, he's he's not Norwegian, but they'll probably blow some uh, Viking horns for him too, just because he's European. But uh, he beat Ronaldo Jr. last year. Nobody really knows about him. I can see him doing some damage in the medium heavyweight division. All right, before we go, the women's divisions. Is there anybody you're looking forward to seeing here, Chase? Uh, it's always a pleasure to watch Misa Bastos in action. Unfortunately, her she division's got one match, one match yeah. but she's a killer. You know, fight Serena Gabrielli for the 50th time. But, but Talita's in there. Uh, <laughs> Bianca Basilio, uh, Black Belt Woman of the Year, uh, is competing. So A-Rod. A-Rod is yeah. in there as well. Alex Rodriguez summer. is competing. Honey Badger. Uh, the Honey Badger's back. All right, Ricardo. Battle of the nicknames. Who you got? A-Rod or Honey Badger? Which nickname is better? Nickname? Yeah. Who are you going A-Rod. with? A-Rod. A-Rod? Okay, all right. A-Rod. I like A-Rod. But if they compete, I have a feeling the Honey Badger's going to win that match if they don't close out. Yeah, they might close but, out. Probably. Hopefully but I want to say this. Who you guys got to keep your eyes on? The Bianca Basilio Bocinia is coming to Europe. Is that your she's dark gonna, horse? She's going. <laughs> not my dark horse. My dark horse is Gabrielle Fetcher in that division. Gabriella's really tough. And Amal Amshahid, super tough. Yeah, yeah big also fan of Amal. Keep your eye, also keep your eye on the light, female light, Nikki Sullivan. She's coming with the flying panda ch- techniques. She's bringing legs back to San Diego. Oh, you can't sleep on Fion. Fion. What's, the, what's the flying panda technique? <laughs> You'll see. All right, I'll keep my. I'll stay tuned. Uh, so lightweight might, might might be the most stacked division actually. Yeah, Fion's uh, in there. I think Fion is staying light this year actually. From talking to her, Fion. Uh, we have Nikki Sullivan that you were just saying. Uh, we also have Natalie Hibero. Natalie Hibero, Nogi World Champion, as well as Charlotte von Baumgarten, who I yeah. believe trains at, in Spain, uh, gave Bia Mesquita a tough match uh, at Europeans a couple of years ago. She took uh, second in the world, I believe. Second to, in, to in the world. Bia Mesquita this last year. So, what, what, at, the, at the heavier weights, who are we looking at there? Tamara, Tamara, the queen of the armbar is coming for a rematch with Veda Toscano. All right. And don't like sleep you- <laughs> on Danielle Alvarez. 
Ricardo always She's breaks back. into song when we're talking about women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not breaking into song. I'm doing impressions <laughs> that I can't really tell you who they are because I don't want to get in trouble from these black belts. But I think Bear knows some of them. Oh, Claudia Doval pulled out. She was at medium heavy. She's not in there anymore. I was hoping to see her against Maggie. Oh, I was going to say, because Maggie looks like to be a front runner in this case uh, at medium heavyweight for her first major as a black belt. I think I think we're going to see smaller girls pull it off in the open class. I think it's going to be Basilio versus Fion for the open class. Uh, what do you get? What do you think happens there, Basilio Fion? Who you got? If they meet again, yeah, yeah. Well, Bianca Footlock? Bianca has the winning record there. Bochinia's but... uh, flying panda attack by Fion. Maybe, maybe she's got that one up her sleeve now. You never know. Uh, at, at this point, you know, uh, Bianca's one gi and no gi over Fion. Yeah. I got, I got to give her the edge if they meet again in the absolute. Hey, Bear, any any uh, female black belts you're looking out for here? Any show your old girls in there? I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, Amal smashes and just shocks the whole world, dude, and just yeah. starts beating up everybody. In the yep. open class and in the division, if he fights the open class, but no, no one's bringing up her name. No one's bringing up her name. So let's let's go with the favorites that you guys are saying, Bia, Fion. But I think Amal's gonna be. That's 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 who I'm interested to see how they're gonna do. No one knows about Amal because she doesn't come to Worlds. Yeah, but she's exciting to watch a European. Amal, I'm not Amal sure if you guys Amal. know who that is. Do you guys know who that is? Yeah, yeah she, she wanted to literally ago. just said her name. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we've been watching them all at uh, World Pro. Just checking. I was just checking. She won no it last year. She won Euros so last year. Everyone's like, yeah, Amal, she's this, she's that. Amal, Amal Amjahid, returning that's, champion that's and also pick. my dark horse. So yeah, but no, Amal, Amal won this way. Uh, tournament a year ago at Black Belt. Like Bear said, she hasn't been doing the big tournaments in the USA, so she, her name is sort of uh, falling off under the radar. But, I mean, she won double gold here at Brown Boat a couple years ago. She does good in the absolute. I was going to say, she always does absolute, which She's is awesome. She's really high yeah. level. I mean, do you remember when she beat up Amanda Canuto? It was Amanda Montero then at, at World Pro. Montero, I think. And yeah, Amanda yeah, Montero, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tapped her then. When when Amal was a Brown Belt and Amanda was the reigning Black Belt or about to win the Black Belt World Championship, I could see them all doing damage in the open class. She's gonna have to fight Basilio in the weight, and uh, I could see them all doing damage in the open class. Have you ever fought? Have Basilio, I, I think they probably oh, have an AJ, AJP stuff. They ha- they have to have. I think she's actually beaten Bianca, but that was a little while ago, and that's after the the Basilio Bochinia, which you can see a breakdown of flow grappling, yeah. has really emerged well, on the scene. You see, what happened is uh, Bianca Basilio, she went under the tutelage of Ricardo Amandolia, learned, <laughs> learned some Bochinia stuff, and then really turned a corner, and she's been breaking legs ever since. But, Those uh, leg yeah, locks work. Nasty. All right. Nasty. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for these girls. You out, and like and you, talk about, you, talk about, you talk about women's absolute Jessica Oliveira there. Jessica Flowers. Uh, interesting to see how Jessica Flowers. Sorry, yeah. how, see how she matches up against Bianca or even Amal. Kendall I want to see that. Dude, Amal is fierce. Kendall I'm, as well. I, I'm yeah. I mean, I think it's Fian Bianca Basilio Amal. I think a little a, a smaller girl is going to win the absolute, in my opinion. Maybe even Honey Badger throws her head in there. A Rod. We'll see. But uh, all right, I think we're just about wrapped up here. Anybody, Chase? Anything you want to add about Euros? No, man, I'm just very excited to be going out there. We arrive in Lisbon this Sunday. Uh, if you're training out there, you're a black belt at a camp, hit us up because we'll be on the ground looking to do some coverage. Uh, always get some cool training camp footage there, but it's going to be a great year. Probably going to start on Monday from what it looks like from the registrations that we'll find out this weekend, the final schedule for the event, and it's going to be awesome. What are you man. looking Can't forward wait. to about Lisbon? The, the little pastels? What do you want to go up in that castle, go up in the tower? What do you, what do you think? I mean, all that, the, the, the pastels and the tower are probably the tastiest little snack of all time. Everybody, yeah. watch out for pickpockets by the castle. It's happened to us. <laughs> There's pickpockets up there. You got gypsies up there pickpocketing you. Ricardo, anything anything you want to add before we get out of here? Yeah, I've uh, I just got word from my lawyer that my my lawsuit against Zusada might actually kick in, so I might be able to go to Europe. So I might see you there. We'll see. I got to talk to my lawyer, see if everything worked out with the, But I might join you guys there. We'll see. Your Usada ban. You, 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 you might, ban. You might yeah. win your appeal. What did you test positive for with Usada? 
Canola. It was about five years ago, Paris. <laughs> are you going to fight this year? Are you going to fight this year? Or are you going to you fight this year, Ricardo, finally? Or are you going to have to wait a few years or fight MMA to like make sure you bypass the Wasada tested positive theory? So I know, I know so I'm actually, not sure about you. So I actually got an offer from Fight to Win to have a match <laughs> against this guy named Vince Katuga from – California. I don't know if you heard. You guys of are him. different weight classes. He he set it up. He set it up. <laughs> Let's see what's up. Well, uh, you know, Usada's got me on the ban. Usada's got me on the ban list too, so I might not be able to fight, uh, and I might have to like you know fight that for a little bit. So I might have to go into MMA for a little bit and then come back and fight you in the super fight, Ricardo. Yeah, fair enough. You guys should go start your MMA careers, have a super fight down the road. All right, guys. Flow Grappling Ticks, TIX.com for who's number one. We got Kasai, a whole bunch of stuff coming. Next week, Euros is crazy. It's like Monday to Sunday. It's a seven-day tournament. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks next... for calling in, Bear. Always great to have you on. Bear, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Calling Ricardo on uh, his BS sometimes. Ricardo, I really like your picks. Two guys per division. Uh all right. See you guys see you guys in a couple weeks, same time.